This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. John, you've had two weeks to get to know the man, to mm-hmm. get to know the manager. What's your reaction to how Sam Allardyce has managed Leeds so far? Um, well, you sort of said that like he's staying with me. Um, you've had two weeks to get to know the man. He's in mm. your downstairs bedroom. Um, ah, oh, he's in the basement, all right. Oh, lovely. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't want to, um, before we get into the meat of the pod, um, where I record the podcast, I've got my dartboard set up next to me. So what I do before we start, I chuck a few darts. And if the darts go well, I think it's going to be a good podcast. And if it doesn't go well, I think it's not. Ooh. What do you think happened this morning? I think it went well. Yeah, I threw it. My basic practice is I've got to finish a 301 in 15 darts or fewer. Okay. Um, and if I can do that, I think that's all right. I only bloody did it in nine darts this morning, didn't I? 81, oh. a 140, and then I took out the 80, 20, 20 tops. Fist bumping, five to nine in the morning, bouncing wow. up and down, fist bumping. Bloody so, hell, man. I think it's going to be the best podcast we've ever done. That's great. Good pod. Good pod, good pod. And you open it by asking me about Allardyce, you snake. Well, look, he's your manager, John. You are a Leeds fan. Yeah. This is the essence of the whole thing. Yeah. The whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you think then. But banging on about darts, some sort of distraction technique. You're not Jacob Rees-Mogg on the Today programme. Answer the question, man. Well, look, of the two games that he has been in charge for, 2-1 at the Etihad is a phenomenal result. That Mm. makes us twice as good as Real Madrid. We are officially Mm -hmm. twice as good as Real Madrid. And then a point against third place Newcastle. That's Mm -hmm. a great result. So you can't really question the results. What you can say is it's too late. Um, As far as the appointment goes, it's a very unleadsy thing to do. What we haven't done in the last sort of five or six years or maybe longer is just appoint people that are known to be able to do a job. We've always tried to do a sort of sneaky, no one's heard of Thomas Christiansen or Darko Milanich. Maybe they're great. Well, they're not. Allardyce is like, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And it's been so up and down over the last few years. I don't even mind. If we go down and Allardyce stays and we sign a load of bastards... That's fine. At least I'll have heard of them. Allardyce isn't shopping in the bloody Serie B basement bargain bin. Allardyce knows who he wants. It's the players he wanted 10 years ago. It's going to be a shock to him to find out they're retired or dead. But he's going to get people he's heard of, isn't he? 
Ian, yes. Ian, Ian going supermarket home brand. I like Heinz beans. I like Warburton's bread. Get me it. He ain't having <laughs> bloody sourdough, is he? But you are a man who I imagine does like sourdough, John. I do like sourdough, yeah, but I don't run a football club. I'm tired of I'm tired of breads I've never heard of. I'm tired of olive focaccia turning out Sounds for my good. team. I want Warburton's to come out with a nice slab of butter on it and do a job. That's what I want. Um, but I did have a, now taken out. I did have a very odd because obviously we got the points at Newcastle, and you um, you got a point, didn't you? That was good. Well done. Must have thought you were going to beat Chelsea at two nil. Well, no, because it was it was it was it was constantly like one nil, one one. Was it? Was it? In my head, I think you've gone two nil at one point. No, 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 no. We went two one down actually. We went one nil up, then it was one all, then we're two one down, then we got a point. Obviously, we beat Southampton as well. Um, yeah, so now you're three points four. ahead of us, I think, aren't you? But with an inferior goal difference. So I yes, did so that's have... that's worth a point. No, I, that's worth a point. Um, to us? Oh, yeah, to, to the person yeah, with a better yeah. goal difference. Yeah, yeah, so I had a moment this week. And I've, I've been saying for, I'd say for months we're down. I think I, I called it a couple of months in, we're mm. shit. I had a little, oh, God... I just gave myself hope, and it's the hope is the worst thing. I had a look at the fixtures. Yeah. I was like, well, if you don't win again and we beat West Ham away, we might yeah. stay up on goal difference. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like you that. Might. I didn't yeah, like Yeah, yeah. but I don't, uh, it'll be better. This weekend I'll sort it because I think we'll lose at West Ham, and that'll be it then. I can just finally accept fate. We've got Arsenal at home. I mean, obviously, since we last spoke, we <sighs> beat Southampton 4-3 in a seven-goal thriller at the City Grand. Again, students of atmosphere will want to re-watch those tapes. Nobody's um, re-watching. Well, at least one listener did remember. Um, it, 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 it was wonderful. I um, Obviously, we've had a bit of a... A break wouldn't be the correct phrase. Uh, um, mm. Hiatus isn't it? Uh, just, it's, a bank maybe holiday. Maybe a couple of days longer since the last podcast. Um, Why because, is that? Because I got married and went on my honeymoon. Oh. Uh, and you were there at the at the wedding, not at the honeymoon. No, I wasn't. Wasn't invited. No. Uh, now you you will know, John, that the the Forest Southampton game was on the was on the Monday night. I got married on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sunday there were festivities on the Monday night, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go and watch that in a pub. And, yes, uh, sort of loosely made plans with people. I've got to tell you, on that Monday, I had no energy in my body. It, it was total physical exhaustion on on a scale that I've never experienced before. Like couldn't even breathe or blink. I was just sort of moping around and ended up watching it in bed. And you know one of those days where you're in bed and you're just sweating all day? Oh, I don't think I've ever oh, had one. it was one. terrible. I, I was sort of dozing in and out. Um, I, 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 it was, I sort of watched it in this feverish state. Well, you were slightly ill before the wedding, weren't you? Do you think there's something? Do you think there's been something knocking about? No, I just think that um, in the run-up, obviously, I was trying to um, you know, get down to uh, you know, fighting weight. Mm-hmm. And um, was maybe overdoing it on the exercise. I, I remember one night uh, last week or the week before, I'd done so much exercise that I had severe pains in my legs and I, I couldn't sleep. The pain was so bad. I was going to take painkillers in the night. What had you been doing? Just an hour on the bike. But I, I think I'd gone to a different gym and I'd used a different bike. And I don't know. I remember thinking halfway through, God, this hurts. But, you know, you've got to push on through because you're a man, boy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, You're a man, boy. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm a man, boy. Um, and uh, I knew then I thought I've, I've, I've worn myself out here. Mm. So then obviously festivities on top of that is not good. And um, I, yes, uh, in the end, then physically crashed. 
and sweated something terrible. And and, and I missed Forrest's fifth goal that was ruled out and, and the, the acrobatic it wasn't the fifth goal then, was it? But I missed it go in. Is what I mean. Well, it didn't go in because it was it was null and void. Did you celebrate? Were you able to celebrate the points? I couldn't. I couldn't move. I was just. I was so physically exhausted. I actually felt no emotions about anything ever. So I was just there. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I had no sense of the future, the past, the present. It was almost like a sort of transcendental meditative state. I I, I just was, and um, I didn't like it. I, I was basically just a sort of blob that was alive for a, for a day. And talk to me about your new wife. This is this is your first day, second yeah. day as a as a as a married couple. Yeah, she's basically married a potato, just yes. in bed. Well, yes, what's what she spud. make of all this? She went to watch the game with her mates. Yes, of course she did, and that's why you've made the right choice. Well, Leave the him. House. Let him die. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, it's great." I was like, I don't remember anything about it. I was just here sweating. And did you say at some point, don't worry about me, don't you go down and watch the game with your mates? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly word for word. I would have said it in that way. <laughs> and, and those words. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I've I'm never... just absolutely shattered. I'm just, I'm brain dead. It's exactly what I was like. And, it, you know, I periodically would get a, a, like that after Christmas, after a prolonged period of indulgence. But it, Your old was... Christmases were, I mean, something of. We both have uh, a similar background. Um, basically, you know... T- Parents separated, so you've got you've got two trips there. You've worked in places, you've travelled, you've lived in a number of cities. That Christmas period, there's five or six. I've got to go there. I've got to do that. You literally put them back to back and got hammered for six days. I used to love those Christmases where you just get great. gradually more exhausted. Oh, weren't they great when we lived together? And we just, I think, I was talking to the, the, someone about this. Just saying, I, I think when we lived together for two years, I think we just got drunk every night. Yeah, that's how I remember it. That's how just... I remember it. And I don't think that's like exaggeration. I think there were genuinely... T- I mean, there was obviously that time we had that argument in the pub where we just like, <laughs> we drank together for 10 days and I'd just done your head in. You're like, it, 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 I mean, we did. It was, you know, it, it was a bloody good time, John. It was a good time. It was the right time to do it as well. You know, you look back now, both settled down now, ring on the yes. finger... Um, yeah, although with my eczema. Oh, you don't wear the ring? Well, I do periodically, yes. I, I do when the fingers calm down, <laughs> then, and then I sort of pop it back on. Um, I, I, it may be a sort of ceremonial, you know. I what about if you on, put it on a chain? But the chain would irritate my neck um, flesh. Uh, what about a sort of one of those sort of um, cotton ones that uh, hippies wore in the 80s? You know, sort of friendship bracelet style. Mm. I mean, I guess I could wear, you know, Vickers wear. Um, uh, cassocks, don't they? I guess I could have some mm. sort of um, cotton and, and silk um, neck. Or a tattoo. Or you could get a ring tattooed onto you. I did think that, but then surely that's the worst option for eczema. It's just like creating new scabs, inky scabs. It'd be a good title for a tattooist, that wouldn't it? Inky scabs. <laughs> Maybe for um, former Nottinghamshire gold miners to get there. <laughs> Christ, what was I doing there? Back right out of that. Um, where would you get it though? The ring you wouldn't get it on the finger where the ring should be. Yeah, if you're getting the tat, of course you would. Would you? Yeah, well, I think you sort of have it anywhere, can't you? As long as there's a ring tattooed on you, you get it around your ring, sort of create a sort of dartboard effect. A what? <laughs> you could what have a sort of dartboard on? effect. Yeah, you could have it God anywhere, man. can't you? Pick the skin that you think can take the most abuse and tattoo a ring on it. Show some respect 
for the institution of marriage. No. I mean, occasionally you, you do hear stories of people getting their anus tattooed and you just think, what on earth were you thinking? Really bad. Terrible. I mean, you and I are both on the same page, I think, on tattoos. We don't have one. Maybe open to the idea of having a football crest on our shoulder blade in later life. Should, <laughs> um, should a uh, midlife crisis ever happen or visitors? Do you know the problem with a tattoo is that when you see a good one, you think, oh, that, yeah, I could have that. But good ones are very often on good bodies. What you, it's sort of like oh. clothes in a catalogue, isn't it? Sometimes you see a jacket and you think, oh, and then you think, oh, I'm not going to look like that in that jacket. Same with a tattoo. You get a nice sculpted body with a good, mm. fresh, simple tattoo design on it. It looks great. There are far more bad tattoos than good tattoos. So every now and again, you see one out and you think, oh, that looks bloody ridiculous. Yes. Okay, let's not get tattoos then. Let's not do that. But I, I wore my r- ring on honeymoon. I mean, I've got to say, John, as someone who doesn't wear any jewellery at all, mm-hmm. I felt a little bit bling. I, I kind of got the um, yeah. I got the, the, the buzz that, that bling gives. I can sort of see how people end up, you know, coated in Swarovski diamonds and, and getting work done because you go, oh, just, a, you know, just tarts the hand up a little bit. It does. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. John, I don't know if you've seen the weather, but uh, there's a storm brewing. Okay, John Ketley. <laughs> that is not the sort of storm I meant. Hopical Storm is the first ever kegged and candale from Timothy Taylor's, and it's sweeping across the UK, and it's going down a storm with drinkers, including me. John. I mean, I'm a big fan of Timothy Taylor's, as you know. Big fan of Landlord, big fan of Boltmaker. Mm. This 
is out of this world. I think this might be the tastiest thing they've ever made. Really? My God. I've always just been get me a pint of bitter kind of guy. But I'm definitely now more open to the more citrus end of the market. And this is a 4% triple hopped pale ale. And it's got that lovely mandariny mango passion fruit. Summer's afternoon, sun on your face, hopical storm. Oh, lovely. But um, is it vegan? Yes, it is. It has been signed off by your pals and mine at the Vegan Society. It is completely vegan. What more do you want from a beer? Oh, from a beer, nothing. But I'd like Leeds to stay up. Can Timothy Taylor sort that? We can ask them. But for now, let's just be satisfied with the amazing beers they make. Timothy Taylor's is an independent family-owned brewery based at the Knoll Spring in Keithley. Have I said that correctly? Keithley, yeah. Aye, Keithley. They have over 160 years of brewing experience and are renowned for the quality of their cask-conditioned ale. And most famously, as we talked about, the amazing landlord. And our CPFPL listeners... See, this is the thing. You get to taste the storm for yourselves. You get 10% off Hopical Storm cans by visiting timothytaylorshop.co.uk and using the code FPL10. That's timothytaylorshop.co.uk and use the code FPL10. What a world to live in. So you went to Italy, the home of Chianti Classico. I mean, how classical was that Chianti? God, I mean, every because uh, you're in Venice. Somebody just the local wines are incredible. It's just incredible. Every single one. You know, sometimes red wine in Britain has that kind of um, sharp. You go, oh, I'm going to get a headache off that. Ah, mm-hmm. but I'll have another bottle. You can taste the tannins. Oh, none of that here. It's just like smooth, uh, incredible. Although you know what, we went on a. Um, I don't mean to. I had a wonderful time. Um, we Here went we on a wine tasting tour called Here a tour. We, we just went to one place, and full Brexit, Chiquetti, which is um, you know, snacks basically, glorified snacks. Some of them are very, very nice. Glorified you know, snacks. Well, it's kind of. Uh, do you know what yeah. Chiquetti is? Go on, Jacob Reese. You tell him. Well, no, I no, no. It was Chichetti, no? No, you're wrong. It's Chiquetti. All right. Uncultured filth. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Um, you know, kind of a bit of a uh, bit of uh, French stick with kind of salami and cheese, yeah, just little snacks to have while you're drinking, basically. Mm-hmm. Very, some of them are exceptional. Anyway, we, we go on a wine tasting tour, and um, it turns out it's not at all. We're just plonked in the corner. I sat on a stool at my back. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on the negatives. <laughs> and that. And uh, you got out with your back on it, love. So we're there. We're there representing the UK. There's two ladies from um, America. Mm-hmm. On their sixtieth birthday, two friends and a couple from uh, oh, Boston in America chew up any language, won't they? And um, the, our tour guide, even though it wasn't a tour, was just in one place. Basically, we get three drinks: you know, a, a sparkling wine, a prosecco, uh, a white wine, and a red wine, and, and some chiquetti. And the um, the person educating us about this, a, a local Italian woman, and she goes, "Oh, this is prosecco." And she went, "She goes, by the way, I know what you do with prosecco in your country, and it's not okay." <laughs> Oh. So we sort of laughed. She's looking thought, at right, you okay. when she said this. I oh, yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. into your face. I oh, know yes. what you do with this. Yes. Dirty so we little kind pig. of laughed. And I just presumed what she meant was you drink it in an uncultured binge way. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. you just yobs with it. Uh, and we sort of laughed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. You know, we're the Brits. And then, um, and then later on, she goes, You know, in Britain, they, they have it on draft. I said, What? She said, yes, and we sued you. We sued you because you serve it on draft. I said, I've never seen it on draft. Yes, yes, I lived there. I was married to an Englishman. She goes, 
you have it on draft and you cannot do I said I, honestly I said I've been all over Britain I've never seen Prosecco on draft Doc, I've genuinely... been shit faced for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh no, booze! At one point, she just didn't like, it. and I genuinely think she was acting out her. She always got an issue with her British ex-husband, and I became <laughs> him. Right? <laughs> Literally anything we said, she disagreed with. So she went, "You know how they make champagne?" I said, "Oh yes, you add sugar to um, grapes." No, you have a fermenting process, and sugar gets added to the grapes, and that was like. That's what I just said. I obviously didn't. And then I just stopped speaking. I was like, you know what? Fine. Anything the Americans said? Yes, 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 yes. And anything we said? No, no, no. No, no, that's not. No, no, no. And then we'll just describe what we're just like, fine. You know, mm-hmm. and just like, what is going on? This is a terrible job for someone who doesn't like other people to be doing, to, to be yeah. making a living this way. It seems like she did like other people. She just didn't like you. Maybe. Maybe. You got any Chianti Classico? Is that what you said when you went in? I only like Chianti Classico. Well, obviously, in, in you know that part of the world, it's probably really like Chianti Classico. It goes down very well, John. Does it? It's a great Italian wine. Oh, God. I tell you what. I tell you what, actually. We started going to, there was a local wine bar. So we'd go for dinner and then we'd end in this local wine bar. Mm-hmm. And we'd have a couple of glasses of red and a bit of cheese, a bit of chicchetti. And um, one night, there was a blazing round there. Now, a, a lot Oof. of Italian men, what's odd about them is they kind of seem to be. And I, look, I am not a style icon. I'm fully aware mm-hmm. um, that uh, who am I to judge? But a lot of men, or quite a few men in Italy, kind of do themselves up like they're in a wham video. It's kind of blonde <laughs> highlights and coiffed, kind of curled hair at the sides and tracky top. It, it's all quite 80s. Coiffed. You all look a bit like Flavio Briatore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a family there. And I guess it's a family, about six of them, including two kids. And the dad just starts going ape shit, like banging the table. But obviously, we, there's a language barrier, so you don't know what's going on. But well, I heard from polite. the way you said chiquetti that you, you're practically fluent now. You're not, you're not getting anything about what you're saying? I'm just there going, prego, prego, prego. And um, it, it, no. And, and, and my wife was like, oh, I really liked that. I really liked that because it was like being in Italy and being passionate. I was like, you don't know what he was ranting about. I said, if that was a fight in a Weatherspoons, <laughs> you would That's never good. have said, do you know what I mean? Some fat bastard from Wigan going, you fucking treat me like, bring me here, you fucking buy a chips, you fucking... You wouldn't go, oh my God, what an amazing thing. You'd go, yeah. that guy's horrid. But because it was abroad and it was passionate, it was Italian. Well, also, there's, there's a possibility, though, that they're not arguing. It's there that he's just really saying, he's in olives my god i've never had olives if you ever if you ever eat an olive in your life you eat one of these olives is there a possibility <laughs> that he was just really happy no because th- there were grave faces all around okay and people kind of yeah it, it was it was it, but it was just and then it would sort of flare up and calm down i mean i i don't know was it a cultural difference who knows i didn't like it but there was definitely a sort of feeling in the room among the um the non-italians mm. um, i'm gonna back you up uh, as yeah, well weird. And say, I think I've seen Prosecco on draft. Have you? So you're I not think... backing me up? Oh, no, I'm not backing you up. I'm backing the lady up. I feel oh, like what? we certainly have wine on draft. That is a thing now. I've seen that, but I've never seen Prosecco specifically. I think we're going to turn to the listener here. Hello at cpfpl.com. Have you seen Prosecco specifically on draft? I'm going to say yeah, she was right. Was and I think, I don't think she's seen it everywhere. She's sort of no, making it sound have... like you can't move for it. And I think that's BS. Um, Tell you what, though, it tastes nice over there. I've never liked Prosecco before. No. And you know what they do over there? They serve it in a big glass, not a flute. Oh, do they? Good on them. Well, they're big like glass, the wide-bottomed yeah. one. 
wide bottom, like a normal wine glass, yeah. Oh, big glass, lovely. Big glass. And, and it tastes, I tell you what, the, over there it tastes great. And I just knew, I, don't lure me in because I'm going to get home, I'm going to have a glass and go. No, but you won't now because now you'll taste it and you'll say, oh my God, I'm back in Venice. I'm back in bloody Venice, guys. There was a hard rock cafe there and I was tempted to go and I just thought I can go back home. You know, you, you can't. You can't have a week in Italy and go to the Hard Rock Cafe, can you? That would be yeah, well, I did you go can. Watch- oh, I went and watched the Leeds-Newcastle game, you know. Did you? Watching it in a pub called the Devil's Forest. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was like one of those on the website. They're like, are oh, we showing any game? Uh, you know, friendly pub. All this got there. I was like, um, you showing the football? He went, Serie A. I said, oh, Premier League. Oh. <laughs> like, put me through hell trying to put it on. And then he said, sit over there, down at the far end of the bar. And I said, oh, can I just move my... Um, still run. No, it sounds like the Italians fucking hated you. I think sounds like on to the a whole, man and woman they loathed your presence. <laughs> yes. Um, so you talked to me no, no. about uh, Sam Allardyce's leads. What did you think? Well, similarly, I, I think well, a defeat's a defeat, and a defeat is bad, and that's mm-hmm. just a general rule of it football. It was two all from though. a clough school. Two all and I a missed penalty, so basically three-two win. That won't keep you up, mate. So you Let's think talk we're down. Turkey. Let's talk Turkey. Let's get down to brass tacks. Now, the thing is, it's just so close, isn't it? And I think our running is worse than yours. We've got Arsenal at home. Mm-hmm. We've got Palace away. Now, Palace may be on the beach by that final game. Arsenal are on the beach, mate. They could be. Did you see the Brighton game? I did see the Brighton They were game. on Brighton Beach. They like they'd been beach. on Brighton Beach, and the pebbles had turned their ankles, and they'd all sprained their feet. Percentage uh, of Matt Ford fearful of getting relegated. If, if you could put a figure on it. Oh, obviously the fear is real. Mm-hmm. So high percentage, but that's I guess slightly different to whether I think we will get relegated. Okay, well give me the two figures. What what percentage fear do you have, and what percentage do you genuinely, as a as a football man, think? Okay, ninety percent fear, right? And I think actually seventy five percent chance we'll stay up. So twenty five percent chance of relegation. And where do you mm-hmm. pick up those points, Crystal Palace? Maybe. Or do you think we just don't win again? Maybe. Yeah, a, a mixture of all likely. that. Yeah. Mixture of all that. And maybe we nick a point at home to Arsenal. Maybe we get something away at Palace. And mm, a point a, a point is enough if we only win one of our games. Yeah. And it's very likely, I would say, almost certain that we lose both of those games. Maybe. But you got I think there is something about Allardyce, you know. I really think there is. I think he has that sort of bullish madness that will inspire men to just mm-hmm. go a bit further in a way that Leicester aren't doing. Yeah, I think Leicester... Oh, I mean, the dream, obviously, and I speak as a Leeds fan, talking to a Forest fan, the dream is that it's Leicester, Everton and Southampton. Right? Yes, yes. I think Everton's running is the easiest, though. I think they've got Bournemouth and Wolves. Yes. I think they're fine. Yes. Which is annoying. But who knows? John, it's football. People get injured. People get it sent off. It is football. Shit football. happens, pal. And well, we've already had a defender sent game. off. We had Furpo sent off, as you will have seen. Yes, I see. Um, I've got to say, though, it's a relief not to have him involved in the next two games. Because Ooh, he's well, there you a, go. a liability. Well, there you um, go. Hi, Matt and John. Hi. Do you want to hear an email from a man called Andrew Bean? What a great name. Yeah, you've got to want to hear from Andrew Bean, haven't you? Andy yeah, Bean. Love uh, it. The Beano's in touch. He says, how, Matt and John, I want to talk about the managerial merry-go-round that is the Premier League. 
Mm. By my count, we're up to 13 top flight sackings slash mutual consent dismissals since the beginning of the season, with a total of 41 managers having taken part in this campaign, including interims. These are good stats. I don't know where he's getting them from. I don't know if he's don't know. Work it sounds good to me. To me, this seems a problem. I don't understand how a 65% annual turnover, I mean, this is stat heavy. Yeah. A 65% annual turnover of managers is seen as sustainable or acceptable. It seems the easy way out for club owners to just sack the manager. I would intervene there and say, on behalf of Leeds United fans, we have had some shit managers who needed to get sacked. Do you think there is a problem with how quickly managers are sacked these days? Are we as fans too quick to blame them? Should there be some regulation about managerial changes to limit the number? If we're fans of the constant changing, I did have one idea for a new system. At the beginning of each season, each club will run a ballot amongst season ticket holders, with the winner taking charge for the first game. If they win or draw, they go forward and manage the second game. If they lose, the ballot is run again for the second game, and so on. Best case, a club goes unbeaten. Worst case, a new manager every week. Either way, it's entertaining. Andy's suggesting a sort of winner stays on for fans to run their own club. Yeah, I mean, I get the kind of um, Hunger Games element to that. Mm-hmm. But that is the that is the enemy of stability. You need to empower those with power to make the decisions themselves. Lovely. That was a, was a bit of serious work there for the comedians FPL, just to show that if this ever does go to telly, that we have got the uh, we've got what it takes to have a serious chat about some of the more difficult. We don't shy away from the difficult elements of the game, will we? Absolutely not. You heard Sesc Fabregas's uh, quote about Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Oh, let me guess. Uh, that watching them was like um, watching a, 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 a um, like feeling a Boxing Day feeling full of spuds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't ad lib for a bit. Have a week off. Why don't you like my ad libs? I think they're kind of um, <laughs> good. Sesc Fabregas. This is his view on uh, Chelsea versus Forest. When I was yeah. little, I had a coach who had eleven olives. He would throw them on the table and use no tactics. This is how I see Chelsea. Ooh. Hang on, I don't get. Has he mixed? Does he mean that the coach would then use the olives as a way of yeah, directing I guess the he'd, players? He'd use the olives in in lieu of the sort of magnetic markers, but then he would just lob them on the table and say, "We we'll just roll about a bit." And that's what he thinks Chelsea are doing. That's a direct slam on Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Uh, and would the d- does Mr. Fabregas? elaborate on whether the olives would then be eaten or not. I, I'd hate the thought of wasted olives. I don't think uh I don't think they're eating the olives. But anyway, I mean any anyway, olives are tasty. Don't just use them as a as a um football tactical guide. Do use them as food. It's important to remember that. I mean the the worst thing is this this coach was playing with his food. I mean our mothers would have slapped him till he was red raw. Perhaps he's using a sort of pizza base as the pitch, um, and then he's he is actually building a pizza which he puts in the oven during the first half. But I thought we might get something at Chelsea. You know, I earmarked that as a potential uh, point. Yeah, or three. yeah, we we should have got something there. They were terrible, um, but as it happens, we're shitter. Turns out we're one of the shittest three teams in the league. Oh, God, anytime fitness is for real people with real fitness goals. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us aren't training for marathons or half marathons or even half half marathons. Only time most of us are running at all is if we're trying to make a connecting flight. Wouldn't have been late if we didn't stop to buy a headphone dongle. Point is, you got to be ready. You do not want to deal with rebooking. 
Anytime Fitness, where real people help you make real progress. Join today and get a plan for training, nutrition, and recovery. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. And, and John, do you have a view on... Uh, whether you'd like to see Coventry or Luton Town promoted to the Premier League. Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see either of them promoted. I'd like them to say, let's call off the playoff final, just send two teams down, and that's Leicester and uh, Southampton. That's what I'd like. Good. Good point, good point, good point. Personally, I'd like to see Coventry promoted. That's my view on the playoff final. (laughs) 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 How do you feel about that, then? Yeah, what have you got against Luton? Nothing really. I've just got more of an affinity with Coventry. Mm. Daddy lives there. Um, <laughs> so I, I remember when um, you know I would go and visit father, and they had the big library sign. Anyone's been to Coventry in the, the, the mid nineties to mid nineties would tell you just a huge sign for the library. I mean, it was massive, mm-hmm. big red lights, just like a huge, like it was at like the cinema library. It was mad how prominent the library sign was. So. On balance, Coventry library sign. Why is it so loud when you type? Got to be one of those things. Um, Oh, come on now. So you? Why is no one else? You want Coventry to get promoted because they have a big sign for their library. Well, also, I think it was the first time I had a TGI Fridays, Binley Woods roundabout. Okay, (laughs) I've got, I've got a kind of affinity for it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's kind of got. You know what? Coventry's a nice place. It's chilled out. There's no shit. Gets going a on. lot of stick, doesn't it? It's one of those places that has just become a bit like Swindon and a bit like Hull. If you're looking for insert name of shithole, it's one to use, isn't it? And I'm never a fan of that. Also, I I respect its um, automotive past in Peugeot. Also, mid nineties, Dion Dublin, Peter and Love, Steve Grizovich. You know they had, they had some quality players at Coventry, and I always enjoyed watching them. Jaguar. Planning. Jag. I mean, look, it, 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 it was Britain's engine for a long, long time. Um, I'm just looking at the BBC website, and Mark Robbins, the manager of Coventry City, mm, just signed a new says, deal. Yeah. He says, Coventry Luton final, one for romantics, says Robbins. Oh, I know I said I'm not a fan of gonna be, it. Is it going to be a, a sort of erotic affair? People getting off with each be, other. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be. Oh. If you're watching it at home, like watching a rom-com on, on Valentine's Day. Light a few candles, open a nice bottle of red, and enjoy Fancy the sex fest that will be Coventry versus Luton. I mean, one of the... I, oh. At the moment, and listen, I, 
I echo everything you've said about Coventry, and I'd say the same of Luton. I'm not a fan of places that get a bad press. They mostly become True. in the state they're in because they've been neglected by governments and councils and people in power. The yeah, people yeah, there yeah. are good people who work hard. Yeah, yeah. That said, as a Leeds fan, it's very upsetting to know that we are statistically likely to get relegated at this point, and either Coventry or Luton is going to be in the Premier League. Oh. I, I, I'm struggling with that. Surely you'd rather Coventry. Yeah, I would, but I don't like, well, like the part of Premier me League pedigree. I, in that. I want that. Yeah, but I, you know, I also don't agree. But the whole problem with football at the moment, and the reason I watched the uh, Championship semi-final last night, and not the Champions League semi-final is because it's just like a different game to me, the Champions League semi-final. I don't hold truck with this. People saying, oh yeah, but don't you want to see all the best footballers in the world? Not really, if I haven't got skin in the game. I don't give a shit. Of course Man City and Real Madrid have got the best footballers in the world. They cheat financially and have more money than everyone else. So actually, it leaves me cold. I'd rather... I enjoyed more watching the championship because that's that's relevant to me as a Leeds fan. I understand the emotions. I know what they're playing for. I don't have any investment in Pep winning the Champions League. It would make me piss myself if he didn't win it at Man City. The only problem is I don't care if Milan win it either. All these Super League wanting pricks can sod off. So I, I mean, don't I, like I, the fact that I want Coventry to yeah. win because they've been in the Premier League before. Part of me thinks we should want Luton in there because that's at least something new, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree a little bit. You know, you know where my heart lies, and I'm kind of with you. But equally, there's a part of you when English teams get that far. It, nah. there's a there's a curiosity that takes over. I think it's it, not it, an it English team. Else. It's an English-based UAE fund, basically a hedge fund, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a sport washing operation, but it, one that's very good to watch. Um, so, um, just to bring it, we are talking about football, of course. So let's bring it to CPFPL. Yes, and let's bring it to FPL. You're having a great week. Point of recording: there is still Newcastle Brighton. Yes, and you lead me by fourteen points. Yeah, and I've got five players still to play, and I've got. You've got four. One, two, three, four players still to play. So in theory, I should win this week. You should win this week. You should win this week. You should win this week. But is that an irrelevance? um, It kind of is because I'm I'm like nine point. I'm like nine. It's like a 2011. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about last week's controversy where it was revealed that, of course, you have betrayed the listener. You've betrayed the sanctity of this podcast and you've betrayed FPL by... Uh not having the required number of Nottingham Forest players. We put that to the listener uh, and we've had an email from Ash uh, who says, hi chaps, after listening to and reflecting upon, and I appreciate both of those, uh, this week's pod and the appalling omission of Forest players by Matt, I can see no other course of action but to declare null and void not only the game week but Matt's entire season. And by my count, this puts John on for a 38-0 victory and a winning point margin of over 2,000. Rules are rules. Ash. Thanks, Ash. Um, I, I would just like to read out a, an email from Kevin Ward, and, and the title is simple, John's Treachery. Okay. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Been a follower since day one, and still listen back to earlier episodes when Walking the Dogs. Kevin, we love you. This is a couple of things from your latest episode. Matt not picking three Forest players. I bring your attention to Series 2, Episode 3, when John transferred out Bamford and replaced him by a non-Leeds underachiever. Ah! I don't know what that means. I don't remember I don't... that one being null and void. Well, I don't remember that incident. I do. Did Series I not have three Leeds three. players then? No. No, no, no. You had two Leeds players because you transferred Bamford out. And there was no null and void that week. There was, there was no punishment. 
Precedent. Um, Pal, no further questions. Case closed. Get out. A, a slightly less uh, nuanced view from Constance, who says, uh, null and void, 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 null and void. I mean, there's about 50 null and voids there. Um, and in response to your question a few months ago, asking if I'm a girl, I am. Up the woman, up the Spurs. Um, <laughs> and we don't want wannabe Spurs fan Matt Ford, and we don't want him to unjustly win this week, dropping his players when they're in the relegation zone, then denying it was intentional. Have some shame. Null and void, smiley emoji. Oh, my word. I mean, a real mix of um, lovely, uh, of levity. And and moral judgment, really. Yeah, well, I th- I I I I do think uh, it's null and void because you didn't pick the requisite number of Forest players. However, if I failed to pick the requisite number of Leeds players, then I guess that's also null and void. So this season has broadly been a waste of time, and uh, just get rid of all of it. No, mm. we've got a new leader at the top of the uh, fan league. Ooh, who is it? It's uh, well, the Brazendale CF, Brazendalona, have slipped down to second after a huge week, 92 points so far with a game to play. For Henry Riley's, what's a Matson with you? Oh, lovely um, punning. Now top of the league on 2,562 points. And in third place, Richard Millward's Laum, 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 Laum. Um, again, 83, but a lot of points knocking about this week. 90 and a double game week coming up for Manchester City and Manchester United. And what do you do? I ain't I ain't bringing in a Manchester United player this late in the season, so I think you'll take it next week because that's the sensible thing to do and I'm not Maybe. going to do it. Maybe. I'll see. Maybe I'll see what I fancy doing, John. I'm well, I'll tell you, tell you what, you you'll, you'll wait and see whatever podcast you're getting your tips from tells you what to do. Right. Do you think I've got? Do you, I mean the only podcasts I listen to? Mm-hmm. Oh, what do I listen to? Oh, I like um. Oh, little podcast recommendation for you. I oh. love Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Lovely. Um, that's right. Garth from Wayne's World and David Spade. Um, <laughs> I listen to that. <laughs> and I periodically listen to like a good BBC Sounds documentary. Um, the New Gurus. Uh, Helen Lewis is very good, and um, I can't remember the other ones. And if you were listening oh, the, to uh, the one about QAnon was amazing. Dana Carvey's podcast. What drink would you recommend? Oh, water. Water. That's not a recommendation yeah. for a podcast. What do you mean? It's I not wouldn't a rec- ever I just want did. to be paired with water. That is a kick in the teeth. Is it? Yeah, that okay. says um, that screams Zero. of blandness to me. All right, Coke Zero then. Well, you can see how much his palate's developed from uh, a few days in Venice, sampling some of the finest <laughs> wines on the planet. I've come back. You know what I like? Water, Coke Zero. Well, what would we be paired with then? Oh, beer. No question. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is like, this sort of podcast is stick it on at night on the boom bar and, and enjoy it like <laughs> it's a, an event. Oh, do you it's think? Like, get get the lads in. around. Yeah, get yeah. Really like takeaway. Get a Wagamama's and a crate in. Oh, I hope no one's done that because I would feel financially culpable. I sort of feel like, well, I'd have to pay for their curry. Yeah, it'd be great. If you've ever had a curry or a beer while listening to this, or what what do you eat and drink while listening to the show? Hello at cpfpl.com. That's all we've got time for this episode. We will be back at the weekend with another, and we will also be changing the name of the podcast next season to reflect the fact that 
we don't do as much FPL as might be implied by the title. So there will still be a fan league. We'll still have comedian guests. There'll still be a lot of football chat. But if you have a suggestion for what we should call the show next year, um, then send it in. And if you suggest a good title in lieu of inviting you on or paying you proper money for what is basically a consultation, we'll send you a prize of some sort, like some crisps. Great prize email those ideas to hello at cpfpl.com you can tweet us at comedians fpl and please for the love of god in your own body share subscribe and leave a five-star written review bye bye